Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of This Movie Saved My Life podcast. I am John Trafton. Hello, this is Miles Fortune. We're coming to you from Whidbey Island, Washington. Yeah, fantastic. Such a fantastic place. Such a beautiful day. It's good to have you here, Miles. And yeah, yeah, what are we here for today? Um, We're going to revisit our long overdue episode of All Nighter. Yeah, John and John and Miles pulling all nighter too. So mm-hmm. uh we're we're really excited. Just to kind of recap uh this what, movie saved my night. Yeah, this movie saved my night. Well, okay, just to recap, uh last time, what, what did we watch last time? We watched some great stuff last time. <laughs> you know, I was trying to remember. We watched Carnosaur. Mm-hmm. One wonderful film. Uh we watched Tokyo Drifter. Yep. We watched Surviving Edge Weapons, and I like to make it on Earth as once. We watched. <laughs> what, what, what did I wait? Do? You you forgot the last one. You <laughs> saved the best for last. <laughs> we watched Brian De Palma's Phantom Paradise. Oh, that's right. I thought we did six films, right? No, 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 no. We we four, we, okay. did, we we did four. That's right. We did watch Phantom Paradise. Was so good. Yeah. Oh, that was such a good night. We're really excited for for this night tonight. So, um, I think uh, just. Before we get rolling here, Miles, um, is there any um, anything you've seen? I, I guess we, it hasn't in, been in the last five days. Yeah, it hasn't been that long <laughs> since we recorded. I mean, I saw one film in the last five days. Uh, I, I saw Bo is Afraid. Um, oh. I talked about it earlier uh, on the Horror Vision podcast. Uh, so by the time by the time this episode is released, that episode will already be out. But just to kind of recap. Um, really what, what I said was I, at this stage, I don't really have an opinion on that film, mm. but I know I liked what I saw. That's all I'm going to say is like, yeah, this movie, that is an absolutely bonkers film. It reminded me a lot of Yodorowsky, um, Terry Gilliam came up in conversation, uh, and, uh, so many other interesting, it was such a surreal experience. I'm not even 100% sure what it's about, but I just kind of get the sense that um, Yodorowsky and Terry Gilliam kidnapped Ari Aster, um, mm. stole the files of his therapy sessions and uh, forced Ari Aster at gunpoint to convert it into a film. Excellent. No, I've not seen it yet. I need to. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's it's worth seeing. I mean, I would do I if if you watched it and you wanted to do an episode on it, I would do another episode on it, like watching it again, maybe when it comes out streaming, and because then then I'll probably have a lot more things to unpack. And that's gonna yeah. be just for the listeners out there, that's gonna be if you you go if you watch that film, that's gonna be more or less what you're gonna be experiencing with that Excellent. film. Um so yeah, let's get into uh this night. I'm gonna I think I remember last time we drew cards. Uh, oh, did me. Oh, this is what the coins for. Yeah, th- th- this time you know we're just going to do the good old fashioned flip a coin here. Great. Uh, so Miles, uh, heads or tails? Mm, tails. That's about where I'm at these days. It's tails. All right, great. You want to go? You want to go first? Let's go first. I will say for listeners, I got home at around 1.15 a.m. last night, so if my voice is a bit. Um, Cave-ish. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> I, that's great. That's what we're doing. Working with. So, uh, but I'm here for this. I'm here for here for John. All right, <laughs> let's uh, let's do this. Uh, okay. See you in a few. What's wrong? You haven't seen a bear. Just now on the news. 
These two people, they took them on board and measured them and everything. Oh, I just knew it. Just knew it. Where's that whiskey you bought? Damn. Okay, <laughs> we're back. We're back. Uh, so, Miles, what did we watch? Uh, we watched the wonderful film Euphoria, which I think is probably from what year? 1985. The film completed in I've seen 1980, 1981. Not released for another five years for <laughs> I'm sure various various reasons. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and by the way, this film is not available on Blu-ray or DVD. It never made it to Blu-ray and DVD. You can find it on YouTube in its entirety, but uh, it remained on uh, VHS, and there it shall probably remain. Yeah, there'll, there'll be some ringing <laughs> throughout your viewing of this film. Uh, and I don't mean that metaphorically or poetically. <laughs> it's just in the soundtrack. So, um, yeah, who who's in this film, Miles? I mean, we got Harry Dean Stanton. And what is it you said, by the way, about Harry Dean Stanton? Like, with the exception of, like, the last 10 years before he passed, yeah. he, he was always what? Well, the exception of Twin Peaks and exception of Lucky, I think it was the last film. Yeah. He's kind of always been around... 36 to 60. Yeah, which is, everything which is, he's been in, he's always been like perhaps about too that wide range. of a range, but also completely accurate. No, in, it, in a way, I'm not sure how to. No, it works. I don't need to qualify it. I think it makes sense. Yeah, it totally works. Um, so I came about this film from the excellent Aquarium Drunker podcast, who have been a North Star for me since the beginning of the pandemic. And recently, I've had some kind of fascination returning to sort of March and April 2020 episodes of podcasts because I kind of I kind of miss the early pandemic a little bit in this very odd and kind of maybe dark way I'm not sure I, I kind of miss that sort of togetherness and that sort of um universality so this is one of the first films or first pieces of art they talked about and, and, it, and a piece of art it is. A piece of art it is, but, uh, you know, I was revisiting some early episodes from them, uh, and this was one of the first ones, and they said, like, this is one of, this is such a good sort of uh, isolate-in-place film to watch, <laughs> you know, as like a group in some part of Zoom setting, so yeah, I've been meaning to watch it, I'm so happy it was as available as it was, and, uh, you know, not a, a ridiculous film yeah what's it about i mean what, what would you say it's about i mean essentially it's about a <laughs> it's about an evangelist of ufos and what we presume was texas and then we, we we just discovered it was shot around palmdale but you know we, it could have been kind of anywhere western anywhere where there's like you know pentecostal gatherings sure. and uh um, I mean, ostensibly, it's about an outlaw that comes to a small town to find. It's not his his brother and Harry didn't stand, but I think an old friend or some sort of like sketchy uh, like cohort in some way. He ends up staying because he kind of falls for a uh, grocery clerk. Yeah, and then uh, slowly he's trying to find ways to. He keeps on saying he's going to leave, and he doesn't, which is a recurrent thing. Um, he he, it's it's he's trying to figure out all these different ways he can be a snake oil salesman, and he just happens to pick one that is so ludicrous, and he's selling such a ludicrous idea, but it totally works. Yeah, I mean, and, and the, I mean, alluding to the title. 
Sure. I mean, I don't know um, that they really sold the outlaw thing terribly well in this film. Uh, but go watch it. It's it's right there. Yeah, it's right. It's right there on YouTube. Watch it. It's there's just moments of this film that just they're so dated, but in so many different ways, it it so works. Yeah, I said to you during this, I if I were to choose a film for Sean Baker to remake, I think this would probably be it. Oh God, yeah, Sean Baker. Sean Baker needs to remake. This film Uf- for sure. Euphoria or Euphoria? U- 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 Euphoria. It's, it's, I guess it's meant to be Euphoria. You just sort of pronounce it the way, but it <laughs> it just kind of looks like yeah, Euphoria. Yeah, not not a film for the faint of heart with country western, and that's not a big part of my life. But I can stomach quite a lot of it. I'm sure better than the others can. <laughs> so do be prepared for that. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, you you euphoria, you you euphoria. It kind of sounds like, in some ways, it kind of sounds like the people that pronounce Robert Eggers uh, the witch as the bitch. Oh, sure, that makes yeah. sense. But yeah, I wanted to start us off with some sort of like classic late night like pepperoni kind of film, and uh, here we are. You got it, Miles. So, you nailed it. Yeah. Cheers, All right, buddy. Sorry. All right, on to the next film. When I was little, my father was famous. He was the greatest samurai in the empire. And he was the shogun's decapitator. He cut off the heads of 131 lords. It was a bad time for the empire. The shogun just stayed inside his castle and he never came out. People said his brain was infected by devils. My father would come home, he'd forget about the killings. He wasn't scared of the Shogun, but the Shogun was scared of him. Okay, and uh, yeah, we're back. Uh, Miles, mm. how you doing? Good. Um, what have we just watched? Uh, we watched uh, Shogun Assassin. This is a film from 1981, I believe, 1981, 1982, uh, or no, maybe earlier 1980. And what it is is that it's a an American, not a remake, but a re-edit and remix of a, uh, the first two parts of a Japanese manga series from the early 70s called Lone Wolf and Cub. And as I was saying before, when we first started, this is a film that on paper doesn't work. Like mm. the idea that this really kind of low rent American producer would take a Japanese film and just dub it over in English for people who can't be bothered to read subtitles and make a patchwork of uh, the first two films and just throw it into a coherent story. It just shouldn't work, (laughs) but it works. It, 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 It works incredibly well so much like, to where like the fans of the original Lone Wolf and Cub series, they they just this has a cult following amongst them. Oh sure, yeah, it just becomes its own thing. It's kind of unimportant to have um, too much purity about it. <laughs> this makes sense. Now, Miles, had you seen this before? I I was I'm familiar with it, but I haven't seen it now. Okay, it's like it's one of those films that's like always kind of lurking there in the background, you know. The, it features briefly in um, Kill Bill Volume Two towards the end. It's a 
Beatrix's daughter watches uh, this film with her at, uh, towards the end of Kill Bill Volume 2. And which, which sound when you watch this film, you watch how gory this film is, sounds absolutely ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll admit, I'm watching the last scenes and I'm like, what was some fact I learned recently? Um, and thinking about overdubbing and thinking about certain translations from Japanese and American and vice versa, recently learned that in Japan, they call the, uh, the TV show... Um, the Jersey Shore, right? Mm-hmm. Macaroni Rascals. Macaroni Rascals. <laughs> Which is, I like so, that's a that's a that's a much better name. I think they call it Jersey Shore Macaroni Rascals, which is something I've been thinking about quite a lot over the last couple of days. Oh my so, god! From uh, seeing that it is eleven, we have some time ahead of us. Yeah, there might be some more thoughts about. That's oh, that's great. There we go. All right, uh, let's uh, let's get into our third uh, third out of four. Uh, Miles, shall we? Let's chat. Let's chat. You probably thought you'd drop dead peacefully in your sleep, and then this happened. There's a cure. Okay, we're back. Uh, mm-hmm. Miles, we that that was an excellent choice. We watched. Uh, um, I guess I have this right. Uh, the night eats the world. Is that or it's just night eats the world? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, this is one of my favorite horror films, and uh, so French zombie film. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was dubbed or if it was originally in French the first time I saw it, but it's definitely a film that I've never really stopped thinking about. Like, whenever anything zombie related comes up, and this comes up with, you know, I'm so obsessed with The Last of Us right now, and I, there was no point during that, during the viewing the first time of that show that I was like, I also really love this other film. See, I, I want to. Last of Us is more, I feel, is more than just a zombie oh uh, it's it's like it's it's it's, (laughs) yeah but whereas this is like very much a zombie film what we just watched and that's not a bad thing in this situation no i love those films it's so it's so quiet and they don't have to go into some backstory about like the virus originated or you know um it's pretty limited. It's, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of it's kind of a bottle bottle episode kind of film. And, um, it's very minimalist for a zombie film, which mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's, I mean, I, I yeah, I know. I mean, uh, Nile, the original George Romero's Night of the Living Dead is kind of minimalist. There's minimalist and there's minimalist. I mean, this is just one location, mm-hmm. uh, and a very very pleasant appearance in several scenes by. Denis Levant, who uh, <laughs> for the, any anyone who's seen either uh, Claire Denis Beau Travail or has uh, seen any film directed by Leos Carax uh, knows Denis Levant uh, as like a zombie who's trapped in an elevator. Mm-hmm. It, it just and it it all works. Uh, Miles, this was a solid choice. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yeah, I, I wanted to watch. Um... 
I want to watch Raw the Julia. What's the last name? Ducournau film. Yeah. Um, and mysteriously disappears from Netflix. And I thought, well, okay, I have another one that I really love. So yeah. Yeah, which is which is fine because I mean here's the thing. I would I I still I would have loved watching Raw because I, I love Raw. I would have loved watching that anyway, but I'm glad I got a chance to see something new and yeah. in a similar vein. Uh not and I yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I'm glad I'm I'm glad that the evening has panned out the way it has. Yeah, it's nice to have a little maybe not quite it's the right word, but a little maybe kind of calmer intermission as much as the zombie film can be. Yeah, oh no, totally. I think. But um yeah, of course this is free with uh Amazon Prime. So yeah, yeah absolutely check it out. All right. Last film. 45 a.m. You boys should be ashamed of yourselves acting like that in front of young children. Ladies, I'm afraid I must please ask you to file into the buses and return to Camp South Pines immediately. And I'm afraid to say the dance planned for this weekend will have to be canceled. What a going at! And we're back. We're done with our final film. We've come to the end of this journey. Yeah, we have. Uh, let's see, Miles, what was this last film that we watched? We watched um, Summer Camp Nightmare? Summer Camp Nightmare, yeah. This is a film from 86, 87, uh, I think. And it's, yeah. uh, it definitely shows. And it's also a film that... Uh, Ne- never made it to, to DVD. It's uh, always been on VHS still to this very day. This is a film that within the first 20 seconds has a kid running around with Indian headdress doing the thing with the hand of the mouth, which is appalling yeah. to see. Yeah, th- 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 this this film yeah. is, is very, very much... Uh, of its time. Of its time, yeah. We'll uh-huh. just, let's, just, let's just say this. This was... Um, Really, part of a for those of you, um, you probably recall, listeners out there recall, like a, a long time ago, we did an episode on Penelope with uh, Penelope Spheris's film Suburbia, and some of you might be familiar with the director Penelope Spheris, director of the um, Decline of Western Civilization documentary series, uh, as well as Suburbia, Wayne's World, and she was a screenwriter for this film, as well as many other films that. Uh, were part of the limited theatrical release slash uh, straight to VHS. This was like, you know, you rent something like Summer Camp Nightmare, you know, growing up during the 80s, you know, you watch it at your friend's house, you know, uh, ordered pizza. And this is kind of part of that whole, like on the previous episode, I told the locking out a video rental story. This was kind of part and parcel of all of that. Yeah. So we were a full circle starting with Euphoria yeah. and ended with <laughs> Summer Camp Nightmare and some odd places in between. And some some little little uh, odd journey in between. But uh, I don't know about you. I'm I'm exhausted. So I am, I am too. Yeah. Just, but I'm I'm glad we got another one in. Yeah, I'm glad glad this is gonna uh i i you know i had a good time doing this uh yeah. just absolutely wonderful and uh so miles uh, as per usual where can our listeners find you uh just milesfortune.com and at miles underscore fortune on instagram and i'm john trafton.com and at john trafton film on instagram and right. until next time good, good night everyone good night <laughs> it's most important